Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back finally to another episode of Foodies Never Say Die. It, it has been quite some time that we've actually had a, a Foodies episode, and this one we do have a, a very special guest with us today. Um, it's been a long time coming, but we'll introduce him in just a second. I'm your one and only Drunkleberry, as you all know by the sound of my voice, and with me is a Jimmy Bag of Donuts himself and the one and only Drunken Thumb. Before we get into our special guest, let's do what we do best and crack open a good old beverage. On the count of Crack'em. Crack'em. All right, let's 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 go around the room. Um, I'll start first um, with my pain and punishment. Um, as we all know, I am a fan of suffering and self abuse, and I am now drinking the Bud Light Seltzer Cocktail Hour mix. What? Um, what? I know it's crazy. They have four four flavors and varieties, as it were. There's a tropical punch, which I just cracked open. There's a watermelon mojito, a strawberry uh, margarita, no, strawberry daiquiri, and a lime margarita. So you'll you'll hear me suffer and wallow in pain as I drink them, and I'll discuss them as we go along. But let's let's move on from my pain and misery. Uh, Jimmy Bag of Donuts, how are you, and what are you drinking? I'm super. Thanks for asking. I'm drinking a Ghost Sin Eater. Which is a raisin rye ale aged in rum barrels with toasted coconut, buckwheat, honey, and raisins. Wow! And it's very oaky, very oaky. All right. How's the Fancy. coconut flavor on that? Is it too strong? I don't even get it. I get all oak. Like it's okay. just oak in my face. Maybe a little bit of honey, but I don't get any of the coconut. Do you get the rye character? <laughs> Absolutely. But like it's over, it like the oak just overpowers everything else. It's it's like it's not bad. It's just for a rum beer, I was not expecting that to come all the way in my face. Yeah, you don't expect to come in your face. No one ever does. Exactly. <laughs> no one ever does. Yeah, of course, at the seat that it comes at you. You know, um, no one expects and I'm, position. <laughs> and obviously, the the voice that you're hearing. Um, that has not yet been introduced to Drunken Thumb. B, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I'm doing good. So today we went to uh, Wolfridge Brewery, a uh, uh, brewery out here in Columbus. Shout out Wolfridge. And um, they just did a, a barrel aged release today. So they at least a couple of beers that were aged in Blanton's. And uh, my favorite. Blanton's is one of my favorite bourbons. I haven't been able to find Blanton's. So being able to find a, burb, a beer aged in Blanton's is probably the best thing I can come across lately. And um, if you ever had a glass of uh, a sip of Blanton's and a couple of whiskey tastings we've done, they, they tell you to take a bite of chocolate afterwards because it opens up a lot of stuff. If you had a, a glass of Blanton's and had a bite of chocolate, that's exactly what this beer tastes like. Ooh. So if that sounds Ooh. interesting to you, as it did to me, oh. it is amazing. Very delicious. Highly recommend getting one. Or What's the price point on the bottle? Um, they were pretty expensive. They, I bought three beers. I spent thirty five dollars. So I bought a bourbon barrel. That's not eight. too terrible for for a Blanton's beer. They're eight ounce bottles. Yeah, they're eight ounce bottles. Yeah, but oh, I well, mean, then, yeah, then that's little. I still find that acceptable, though. Yeah, a, yeah, for the most part, <laughs> worth the cost. Worth the cost. I think, I mean, um, but I mean, you got to be willing to spend that money. But but it's good. It's, yeah. I mean, it's tasty. It's not regret when you buy it. It's just. 
<laughs> oh, my wallet's empty. That's it. Right. But that's okay. But your, 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 your palate and your stomach will be happy for you. Your liver, me, not so much. But B, I'm going to let you do the honors, given the fact that the man is sitting right next to you um, and introducing our special guest for this episode. Uh, so B, take it away. So uh, you probably heard us mention him on the podcast multiple times. Uh, he is the world famous on Instagram, Kilted Beer Reviews. It is my good friend, Kilted Keith, sitting next to me, drinking beer as always. So Keith, take it away. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hopefully we're all enjoying some wonderful beverages, some uh some things to make the foodie crowd proud. <laughs> um, I wish I could say yes, but we all know <laughs> I'm not enjoying myself at the current moment. But that's for our listeners' enjoyment as I wallow in pain. Um, and disappointment is all that I thought of when you described your drink. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's something for everybody here. <laughs> shame um, is what I feel. But, I feel but shame. I mean, yes, shame. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely shame. shame. Definitely glad uh, you can join us. So yes, let's let's give get give us a, a review, a taste, uh, your thoughts on the very beer that um, you went and sought and found today. Well, like I said, it's like a lot of whiskey tastings that you go to. They'll give you a bite of chocolate to taste afterwards at, after you had that sip, and it really opens up the flavors. This beer kind of does all of that without having that bite of chocolate. You get that chocolate on the finish. And I am I love bourbon. I love Blanton's. So like, and this tastes like Blanton's. It doesn't taste like just bourbon barrel beer. This tastes like Blanton's first. Then you get that chocolate and that stout finish. So it's like, it kind of has that amazing transition where the, what's the, the ABV on it is not too high. It's only 10.8, which you think would be. Yeah, higher. I was just about to add. Yeah. You think it would be higher on a bourbon barrel beer, but I mean, it, it's delicious. It's very good. I wish they the bottles were a little bigger, but but but, they're, but yeah, <laughs> it's tasty. And, and I'll add on to that actually. So the first of all, Wolfridge Brewing is not the OG Columbus Brewery, but it is one of the early um, craft breweries in the city of Columbus. From when I moved to the area back in 2008, and they do some remarkable beers across a variety of styles, from sours to stouts to you know, um, photo-aged lagers to uh, you name it, they do it. And they do it really, really well. They're one of the top-notch breweries here in town. And the base beer here is their Dire Wolf, which is their um, their Russian Imperial Stout. And the beer, the, the base beer by itself is a great example of, a, of an Imperial Stout. It is, you know, big and full and thick and it you know kind of coats your mouth with richness as you drink it it's one that if you're sitting by a fire on the patio in the fall you sip that one and it just spreads warmth and wonderful feelings through your body and then they took that and they aged it in arguably one of the best bourbons out there with the blantons and they let it sit in that barrel and as as uh, the thumb was saying, you get all that wonderful Blanton's character up front and you get, you know, notes of the oak and the vanilla and the coconut that comes from those barrels as it spreads through and it's perfectly balanced throughout. So it is a truly remarkable, remarkable beer. I just got all warm and fuzzy inside. A little bit. <laughs> as, you were, as you were explaining about that, man, I don't know. I, mean, I was thinking about s'mores this whole time, too. I'm like, you know, a s'more with that yeah, beer is like, like, you know, like on I, point. 
It's, it's, it's amazing. And if you guys ever decide to make the trip out here to central Ohio, which we have been, you know, kind of encouraging you to do. Yes. Yes. Uh, that, that is in the works. And I would say that every single time, but definitely, um, it's not a matter of if it's when. There you it's go. When. It will be next year at some point. Um, be, it all depends on when we usually open up the pool when. Uh, it's opening next week, so choose a Memorial Day weekend when the pool. Memorial Day weekend, all right, all right. So we'll we'll, we'll plan something. But yeah, next I year I, I talked about sending you guys a couple of beers from Ohio. Wolf's Ridge was definitely one of the breweries. If I was going to only send you eight beers from Ohio or from Columbus, Wolf Ridge Daybreak was definitely one of the top eight that I was going to send you. So Ooh, nice. whenever I get around to doing that, those are the beers. Well, so do you want to tell them about the office party as well? I think I told you about the office party. So the office party is um, it's a cho- it's a chocolate stout, but it has uh, like orange flavor after it. So it tastes like one of those orange chocolates you get like at Christmas time, where you smack yeah. them and it opens up into the wedges. But it's yes, it's yes. Here. So that's I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the name of that, but I can't. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, yeah. they make Wolfridge makes a beer that tastes exactly like that chocolate orange so if you're a fan of those chocolate oranges you're going to love that beer i bought i bought a four pack as i came home today so i'm not saying i'm going to send you those beers but (laughs) if if they're still there i might uh, if he likes you enough when i I say i'm going to send you guys the uh the top eight columbus beers and then i Bring them home. I go to a brewery, I buy them, I put them in my fridge, and then I drink them. So, like, that's the problem. I mean, or, we, or we can't really bring these up, and we drink them together. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we appreciate the thought. Um, it's just our fault for not getting out there as early as we wanted to. Uh, but let, let's let's talk about that that beer scene that you have over there. Because, um, obviously, we don't know much about it other than what, obviously, B, you tell us. Uh, but now we have a second opinion, a second review, as it were. Um, two out of three doctors. Man in the kill. Two and, yeah, two and three doctors approve of the the Columbus beer scene. Um, so yeah, so so break it down for us for those that may not think of I guess Columbus maybe as a as a beer destination, um, but obviously we have some some good breweries that are doing some good stuff out there. So you know, lay it lay it on us. Uh, I'm gonna let Key take that one away because yeah. I, I mean I love the Columbus brew scene, but as he just described the beer that I described first. He blew me away with his description. So his uh, <laughs> and he knows way better than me the best breweries here in Columbus. So I'm gonna let him. And as he's a special guest who has been on the podcast before, let's let him shine and take it away. Yeah, right, go for it, man. Thank you, there, uh, Mr. Drunken Thumb. So um, I have been blown away by the Columbus beer scene. It has been something that. Having I moved to the area back in early 2008, so I've been here 14 years now. And in the time I've been here, the breweries that we had to start with, there were a handful. The the scene has just exploded. And you're sometimes concerned when there's rapid growth of something like that. It's, you know, of course, every now and again, here's this new brewery and they're not quite doing it. And and, and I'll admit there are a couple of them out there that started out that way, but there are some that hit right from the get-go. You know, Wolf's Ridge is one of those that from the very early days you knew it was something special, and they have continued to excel and continued to put beer out there that is just top-notch, regardless of the style. Like I said earlier, they do, you know, the the food-aged uh, lagers and 
one of the ones that we had earlier today was a kind of a, a Mexican lager with lime in it. It's a perfect pool beer, light, easy drinking, wonderful. So we've got those guys. And then you go back into the day, the early days, you've got um, CBC, Columbus Brewing Company, and Hoster Brewing, and uh, Barley's and Smokehouse. And, and I've been fortunate enough through my years of living here to get to know a lot of the brewers at these facilities. And, you know, of course, running around town drinking beer while wearing a kilt, I tend to stand out in a crowd so people tend to remember me. <laughs> so, um, you know, you, you get to meet these folks. <laughs> Say again, Jimmy? That's a good thing. That's a good thing yeah. in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. It's a great thing. I love it. I'm an attention whore by nature. So when I walk into a brewery and it's, and it's, you know, Norm from Cheers and everybody knows your name, it makes me feel happy. It gives me that warm fuzzy inside every time. But um, just to, to go through and experience the growth that a lot of these breweries have had, we've got one um, very close that kind of halfway distant between where the two of us live, Oil and Tangy River Brewing. And they're three years old now, three, four years old, maybe. They're great. They do, I'm not going to say every beer they make is, you know, a, a home run out of the park. But more often than not, everything, what they make when we try it, impresses us. They, we were just there like a week ago, and they had a Hellas lager that they then turned into a coffee lager. And it was Ooh. beautiful. It was balanced. It was clear. So you could look at it. And it was a lager. It was light. It was clear. It was, you know, beer. It looked like a beer from when we were growing up, right? Okay. But you taste it and you get the good, rich coffee notes because they partner with a local uh, coffee roastery called Roosevelt Coffee. And so the nice. coffee is just, it's great, sweet um, coffee bean notes that you get, not the roasted stuff, but like that raw coffee sweetness. And it blended and balanced through this light beer that was, you know, the, the base malt body of that Hellas Lager supported it beautifully. And it had that coffee kind of just lightly over the top. And it was amazing. I was, I was blown away at how complex the beer tasted for how simple it looked when you, when you get it. Mm. And the, the brewer there, a gentleman by the name of Kike, uh, and sorry, Enrique Iglesias, like the singer, but not the same one. Um, uh, he, he actually has a beer called Hero by Enrique Iglesias, what? which is his name. Um, he, as one of our, our joint friends described, he's a magician. He does some incredible, incredible beer. And this is a little hole in the wall place that opened up in a converted um, construction management building sitting in, you know, suburban Columbus, Ohio, opened up three years ago, and they're pumping out amazing, amazing beer year after year. And the local community is there on the patio, in the tap room. There are food trucks twice a day out there, and they're killing it. And the Columbus beer scene is that. You want German beer? We've got Gamut Beer Garden, which is phenomenal. We've got 1487, which is another brewery. Um, you've got Edison Brewing, so really great. That You like sours? Well, we've got sour breweries. We've got breweries that specialize in sours. And then you've got others that are kind of 
you know, sours are just one of the styles they do. You got IPAs. We got IPAs everywhere here that are killer. We, we've done tastings and it's like, oh, wow, these Columbus uh, IPAs stand up to all these national IPAs that are out there in a, an amazing way. So the Columbus craft beer scene, and I'll be honest, you know, on Foodies Never Say Die, the podcast here, the food scene here, there's so much going for this location from a food and a beer and a distillery perspective that people don't expect and they don't anticipate it surprises them when they come to town. It's I I'm overwhelmed and I've lived here for 14 years. Nice. That's awesome. If I was uh, London, just one thing on top of yeah. that, like a lot of people go, sure. to, go to Denver for their beer scene. People go there, uh, Portland, Oregon for their beer scene. I think people really should check out Columbus, Ohio for their beer scene. Like if you like beer and you don't find a beer you like in Columbus, you don't like beer because there's literally everything you would like here, especially from the any different style of beer you want. We also got like you like bourbon. You got bourbon distilleries here. You got a moonshine distilleries here. But uh, foodies never say die. We are primarily a, a beer drinker podcast. If you come here and do not find a beer you like or a beer you would go, this is one of my top ten beers. I would be surprised. Like I think the, the that is that's a very beer. bold statement. Yeah, very yeah, bold. I will stand by that. I think the beer here is amazing. Uh, you, I mean, not every beer is amazing. Not every beer is great. Not every beer is to your right. style. But I think you will definitely find one that you will like, and a, definitely a place you would like like to go to. I, I would put it up against Denver. I would put it up against Portland. There, there's a perception. Oh, it's Ohio. Right, Ohio. Yeah, and hence. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I would, I, I, I agree with the the drunken thumb here. Come to town, and first beer's on me. If you don't like it, fine. I guarantee you, you'll be mind buying more beer on your own because you're going to be surprised with the quality of the beer that we have and the variety. Yeah. Right. All right, uh, Jim, you were about to, you were raising your hand, as it were. <laughs> no, well, now, now I got to ask because uh, Brewdog, Brewdog was like, you know, the big name that came over, you know, from was it Scotland, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. They came over, they got the Brewdog Hotel and everything. And I would imagine it, it would be somewhat of a, a central uh, point to not necessarily uh, <clears throat> veteran craft beer, you know, drinkers, but like maybe somebody who's, just getting started, I would say that was probably more along the lines of where I would gear that towards, even though I like a lot of what BrewDog puts out. But I would say like that experience, like the hotel and then where, where it is, I, would you say something similar to that or overall? Uh, I, I love the BrewDog Hotel. I had my, my wife through my birthday party there one year and it was amazing. It was great. But I think for like natural Ohioans, BrewDog is amazing. It's great. But it is a Scotland brewery. Like, for us, that's not an Ohio brewery. Even though, like, their base of America operations is here in Columbus, Ohio. I, me personally, I don't consider it a Columbus brewery. Even though I love the beer, I love going to the place, I love enjoying everything they have to offer. If you came here to Ohio, we can go to the Brewdog facility just so you could experience and see it. But I would rather take you to a bunch, uh, probably 10 different other breweries just to show the Ohio craft scene, because you guys have had brew dog beers, I'm sure. right? And like you can yeah. get them. I mean, like 
Or there's Ohio beers you? that you probably have never had. No, that's, even, that's hey, more of what well, we're, we're yeah. into. But uh, yeah. no, I, I was going to say, though, like my, my whole big thing is BrewDog Scotland, for example, makes Tactical Nuclear Penguin, which was supposed to be like the ridiculously strong... I think it was mm-hmm. like 32% ABV. It was just, it was like yes. stupid. I almost got my hands on it. Yeah. But like <laughs> Ohio doesn't seem to get that, in, you know, to my understanding. Like that wouldn't no, be we, one that they would have. But that, th- no, but that's also kind of a gimmick beer. They, they I know, it. I, I understand. And so, I mean, there are breweries here that make beers and, and you know, even outside of Columbus, which by itself is strong, you've got Cleveland, you've got Cincinnati. Each of those cities have tremendous beer scenes in and of themselves outside of Columbus, which is incredible. I mean, there are, I think we just surpassed 400 craft breweries in the state of Colum- in, in the state of Ohio alone, which, all right, you know, maybe that's not as many as somebody like California has or Texas or some of these yeah. bigger states. But, you know, breweries per square mile and per, you know, per capita in the population, that's pretty darn impressive. And there are breweries that will put out 15, 16, 17, 18 and a half percent barrel aged um, fluffer nutter stouts. And I say that with a smirk, but it's also a beer I would end up drinking. Of course, you know, we still get ever try no matter what. But, yeah. you know, those are palatable, whereas that. You know, the penguin you're talking about, tactical penguin or whatever it is, that's something that, you know, 12 people are going to sip off of a 12-ounce bottle out of the the dead squirrel and get a taste of because no one can drink that much of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was in in Iceland and it was one of the few craft uh, beer bars that my friends hunted down for me, um, knowing full well that um, obviously I'm an avid drinker. And they had like twenty eight percent. I forgot. I don't even. Know, I can't even remember the name of the beer. Uh, but they had twenty eight, like eighteen, like fifteen. Um, but it was like in storage, in like the bottom. Like no one was ordering this thing. And obviously, me and my friends were like, "Well, give us the strongest thing you have," because you were a bunch of knuckleheads. And I warned them all, like, "You're not going to be able to function if you just pound this back like a regular beer." And obviously, they didn't pay attention to a single word that I said. <laughs> And they chugged them as fast as they could, and obviously the, the night ended fairly quickly. But it, yeah, so the as much as I wanted to get my hand on the tactical nuclear penguin just to give it a shot to see what the hell a thirty-two percent yeah beer tasted like, even the one that was like a twenty-eight, twenty-six, we had like those like were so over the top boozy as fuck. Like it took me a while to get through it, and I was like. You can't you can't really drink this on on a normal normal basis and and enjoy yourself. Uh, it just it is it is one of those gimmick things. But at the same time, it's obviously we're like, well, I'm never gonna have this ever again. I'm gonna go and go and have it. But speaking of of, of drinking things that I'm never gonna have ever again, back to the <laughs> <laughs> this is the yes. cocktails. So, <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I just finished the uh, the tropical punch. And that's basically tasted like a sugar-free version of shitty Hawaiian punch. So it wasn't like overly bad. It just, it was, you know, god-awful and terrible. But that being said, I need to crack open another one. And this one is a strawberry daiquiri. So that, uh, so that just... flavored water is uh, going down very quickly is what you're saying. Yes, yes. This is just, yeah, carbonation and shame. Um, 
Walsh. So strawberry Shame. daiquiri. Um, yeah, on the nose, uh, smells like um, nothing, and tastes like nothing. There's like a like it's, like it's like almost like a carbonated strawberry water. There is literally nothing to it. You need um, a hug after that. Um, I need I need to go cry in the corner and <laughs> rock myself to sleep. Um, so yeah, I, I gotta I gotta pound these back as quickly as possible so I can actually enjoy myself a beer. But in but in doing so, um, you know, I'm, I'm here to drink and be jolly. You know what? Though? No judgment as long as you're enjoying it, man. You be you, brother. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, oh, no, there's judgment. Um, I'm there's never going to order this ever again. <laughs> um, oh, there's, and I, I expect nothing but judgment. Um, everyone knows I do this to be judged because um, I'm sort of hypocritical at the same time. Like, you know, I, I bad mouth this, you know, the White Claws and Bud Light Seltzers that I'm the first one to go and try them and review them and make a fool of myself. But, you know, just, yeah, these, these are just god-awful. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to understand why people drink this shit. Uh, I still haven't figured out an answer of all the varieties that we, we have tried. Because there's uh, no we'll... carbs in it. <laughs> there's tons of sugar you know, like... and tons of calories, but there's no carbs. So all those people that are following those diet fads think they're getting away with something. Yeah, no, I would just drink vodka or booze or that. You know, that's the case. Yeah, don't waste your time on, on kitty drinks. Hmm. Yeah, I would judge people who drink those drinks, but usually the people who do are in much better shape than me. So maybe they know something. <laughs> Never in my experience. Yeah, but we all know they're unhappy and have no souls, so that's fun. That's true. I'm much happier than most of them. <laughs> you know? But yeah, so Keith, gets, let's get back to um, obviously some good beer talk. None of this nasty shit until I interrupt you again <laughs> um, as I move down my list. Um, but let's, let's – um, like I was, I'm always curious as uh, when I meet a new like craft beer enthusiast, people that have been um, drinking this delicious product for for many years. What was the craft beer that got you like into the scene? Well, what my gateway beer was. Well, yeah, what was the one that like, you know that that said you know what like what, what was your Homer Simpson moment of tasting a beer? So I'm I'm probably. 10-ish plus years older than most of you guys. Just just taking the thumbs age here as, as a baseline. And yeah. um, so I was actually, I, I grew up in Cincinnati, south of here, and I went to college in Boston back in the mid to late 80s. And Sam Adams was just getting started, kind of their their national marketing, proving that you could make a beer that wasn't flavored water, pilsnery, pissy, piss water um, from the big three, and you could market it successfully. And being in, in college in Boston, the Sam Adams Brewery up there, they had brewery tours and everything like that. And so Sam was kind of my gateway. I drank it. It's kind of my first real um, good lager versus stro. Well, you know, Around here locally, Wiedemann Strohs, uh, MGD, even the the cores, you know, before they called it Banquet and before there was the Silver Bullet and, and all that, it, all those early Bud, Bud Light, all that stuff, I never really liked it. And I was like, oh, God, I guess I'm not a beer drinker. And then I got to college and a friend of mine from up there introduced me to Sam Adams. And I was like, oh, my God. And my perspective completely changed at that point. And we went out 
to Jamaica Plain and toured the brewery, and they had like seven different beers we could try and pitcher, you know, on draft and pitchers. And I was like, I like every one of them more than the next one. And it was incredible. So my gateway is Sam. And, you know, I know a lot of people say they're not craft. I will say this to me, Sam is certainly, they're not micro anymore. They're macro. They're hundred percent macro right. based on what they do. I still think they're craft beer because a lot. I I go to Boston for work and and whatnot. And every now and again, I'll do another brewery tour while I'm there. And at least, you know, half of the times I'm there, once you do the tour and you come out, they've got a little awning outside and they've got three different random beers. And they still do that. Beer one, beer two, beer three. And you try all three of them and you say, which one do you like the best and why? And the winner will get put into production. There'll be some name associated with it. It'll get put in production. And the, the two losing recipes will disappear, never to be seen again. And if that's not craft, I don't know what is. It's We're going to try different right. things, and we're going to see what our fans, the people that drink our beer, have to say about it, which ones they like, which ones they don't like. And it could be a sour. It could be a lager. It could be a stout, it could be, you know, whatever they decide to randomly throw together in their, their minds up there, but that's still craft. That's creating new stuff for the consumer. And yeah, they're not micro anymore. They're absolutely as macro as goose Island is, you know, owned by AB InBev. but I would much rather drink a Sam Adams porch rocker, or summer ale or whatever to any goose island. And that's just my, you know, it's my personal thing. So if you like goose, the right choice, rock on, <laughs> knock yeah. yourself out. You know, yeah. the people of Chicago would, would not agree with you right now, but yes, we do. But for me, I would drink Sam over anything from goose island. I would drink anything. From oh, Sam 100%, 100%. Because they're great. Other so that bourbon counties. Yeah. The bourbon yeah. counties I will, I will still drink, but baseline, yeah. yeah, but if they they have that, that's yeah. We don't we don't know what that is. We were no. This was what we talked about before. This was the black. No, no, I'm saying like we've never had it, so right. we don't, we can't actually give our unbiased opinion because you have not been to beer heaven like where we yes. live. <laughs> True, but I, it's in the work. No, Jimmy, I hear you, man. Because um, we had a, a a gathering with some friends over Christmas, and one of our you know local guys brought. He had like seven different. Of the um, the bourbon counties, the, yeah, the bourbon counties with the different, you know, the different bourbons. Oh, so you had the cool one. It. He had uh, he had like seven of them that we tried, and oh. they were good. But I would put any of the barrel aged stuff from Wolfridge up against those bourbon counties, and with complete confidence. All right. And if you're not looking at it just from the name, if you're not, well, if it's not bourbon county, then it's shit. You know, right, and a blind taste right. test. Right, I think a blind taste test it would stand up to the competition and right. be equal, if not better. And coming from a guy who loves, I love the Bourbon County varieties that they do. I think their um, the peppermint stout that they do is freaking delicious. It's one of my favorites, and I think they do a lot of good stuff. But yeah, when you compare it to like breweries who really kind of know what they're doing, like the Wolf's Ridge Brewery or like Olin Tangy, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. I think they are they stand above and beyond those. But I do I, I mean, but not to say anything shitty about 
Bourbon County, I like those beers as well. But um, like I said, in the end of the day, it goes down to your your taste. If you like fucking Bud Light, right. you like fucking Bud Light. I'm not gonna shit on your face. I'll make fun of you behind your behind your face. Behind your, <laughs> Or we're just doing it on a podcast. Yeah. I mean, you love the PBR, and to me, that's the. Oh yeah, that's that's my white trash beer choice, yeah, um, and I was offended to the day I die, like, and I don't the, care. The lowest common denominator I can go to is Sam Adams. I can't do the PBR and the other stuff. I know, yeah, no. But I on, on the PBR, thing, the, the last comment I'll make, and then I'll pass it over to you guys that have been here longer. <laughs> is I do think a big part of this is associated with the name and the reputation of that beer that's been around for so long with that style. You know, they have these releases every year. There's a big hype about it, which is great. But if a beer drinker tries it and compares it to other things that I've had either here in Columbus or other cities I've been to where I've you know, and, and the thumb here can, can back me up. I brought some stuff back and it's like, holy crap, this is amazing. I, I think if we if we go to a blind taste test and leave the hype associated right. with the name out of it, people would be surprised. Yeah. 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 Um, we definitely uh, all agree. Um, and if I'm wrong, obviously you guys could, could tell me otherwise. We all respect what Sam Adams um does and still does or or did and still does because uh, i remember me you know me and b and the boys going to the brewery and we would do that whole thing that you just explained like you get the beer that no one else will get to try ever again um and you get to vote um i think there was like their their red ale i think we got uh we definitely um tried and we voted them in i think two or three other ones i couldn't remember but a bunch of times and it, yeah they they were always Obviously not there. Like I just said, they're not micro, they're macro. But during that middle phase where they're like sort of like in between, they haven't like broken the macro. You know, they haven't gotten so macro yet, but they're still there. But they're bigger than a micro. They they were still trying to push um, different flavors, different styles, different products. Um, and you had to respect that, even though they weren't, they were no longer sort of recognized as that. You know, they were in the craft beer scene. They were no longer the the small guy. Uh, But you still had to respect what they were trying to do and continue to still do. Um, Whereas, like, breweries like Dogfish and and a couple others were, like, they they were, yeah, they were innovative and creative, but then they sort of just, like, sort of, like, stopped and became just boring and bland. For Sam Adams. I'll say this. Sam creates it internally, whereas somebody like AB InBev does it through acquisition. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that, that's 100%. just speaking from a sales point of view. Having having seen that and like yeah. watched them do that to like Blue Point, and like being on Long Island, Blue Point was like everybody's. You know, oh, it's Blue Point, it's Long Island. How do you not drink Blue Point? And then after you know, AB bought them and basically killed it like they did Goose Island. I was like, this is just pure trash. And like, unless it was like a specialty beer, and even then, you can tell like the quality changed a little bit. Yeah, and like. I don't even really touch it. Like it's, it's hard to say. And like, as, as somebody who like when I first started uh, drinking beer, I was a huge Sam Adams drinker. I drank almost everything they put out. And then from being in the store, they had such a wide variety. I mean, it was absurd how much variety that they had and to see that dwindle and basically become like, you used to be able to get like a winter variety 12 pack at Christmas. And it was six different beers. Now yep. it's right. maybe four. And old Fezzy Wade. Old Fezzy Wade, man. Yeah. I love the old Fezzy. I don't care, man. I still like old Fezzy. I, I do blame Sam Adams for the... 
yeah, I still blame Sam Adams for the initial um, way too early. Why are we getting winter beers in like the summertime? Like they're, they're like they they yeah. push the beers. They definitely do that. You get October yes, way, too, way, way 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 too early. Yeah. Oktoberfest um, is obviously. August. Yeah, it's, it's first day of spring. Completely, and I blame is them that for their it. Fault, um, or is that because what the market demands? No, it's, 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 it's what the market demanded, and they were they were the first ones to just yeah. obviously comply with it. It's their fault. Um, but I just <laughs> I associate I associate they them. I, I put all the blame on them. They yeah. started the blame is on trend them. is what I think. So I think everybody exactly. Them. So yeah. I think they started. Hey, uh, Oktoberfest is going to come out in August now, and like everyone else now has to do that because yeah. Sam Adams is well, the look at, um, Sam Adams got the yeah. Look at Southern Tier, and they can produce it at a higher volume. So it was like. Southern Tier did that with Pumpkin. They put Pumpkin out in the middle of July. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, I got best I get my, my Pumpkin Ale better get out soon, you know? And everyone's like, well, it's too early for Pumpkin Ale, but the stores are buying them up and buying them yeah. up. And next it's thing you know, they're are supporting that too, which I yeah. have to give them a little bit of a, a responsibility for it because if they weren't buying it, it would happen once and then it would never happen again. Yeah. Exactly. Consumers right. yes. fuck everything up. Yes, we do. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, we, we we're we're partially to blame because obviously the I mean, supply and demand sakes, issues. Like, we brought back like, Mexican pizza, dude. Like, still not over it. Yeah, I know, <laughs> man. Just, just just jumping me right there, man. I was, I was literally just about to break that on you. The, the love affair of Mexican pizza, um, but <laughs> or the stupid pumpkin spice lattes. Let's just, I mean, let's just get you know. If we're, we're, let's, let's cross the board all over the place. Mexican peaches, pumpkin spice lattes. They obviously have no place in society, but yet consumers have demanded. And you know now now it's a, now a fully part of our daily lives. Unfortunately, you got uh, much, much much to uh, Jim's chagrin. The Mexican pizza is back, um, and it's few year hiatus. Um, and we're gonna throw it in your face every single time. Should have stayed. Um, <laughs> uh, but moving on to an, another disgusting thing, it is the lime margarita by Bud Light Seltzer Cocktail Hour. This shameful, <laughs> disgusting drink. Where's my bell to say shame, shame, shame? <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> By the way, you know who that actress is, right? The one saying shame. Terrible. Oh. Yes. Did you watch um, Ted Lasso? Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. I did not. Oh, you haven't watched Ted Lasso? I have not watched Ted Lasso. Come to out of the dark there, Jimmy. Come on, man. <laughs> To be fair, though, a lot of what I watch, if it's not a cartoon, I'm not really watching it. The the I, one I of the admit that fully. from Ted Lasso, oh. who own, the actress that owns the team, is the same one that played the the shame, shame, shame in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, sorry. Um, this is literally there's always one really, watch really bad one. one, dude. This is just god awful. Um, <laughs> Like there is, there is like my brain can't even come up with. And yet more. you keep going back for more. I mean, it's. I mean, I bought it, so I have no choice. Who hurt you today, Trav? They try to warn you uh, with Bud Light on the label. They warn you. I know, but this is this is why I do this, though. I mean, so hopefully people will listen in and start following more us us more, so we can get. You're, so you're taking one for the team and the general public at large. Oh. Exactly, yes, and there's there's always one bad one of the bunch. 
Well, thank um, you for drinking it so I won't ever. You don't have to. to. See, this is uh, educational for everyone. It's like, oh, maybe I want to try that. No, don't, absolutely don't. Don't even bother. Don't waste your money. Don't spend the 18 or whatever, how many dollars I spent on this disgusting pack. Um, yeah, so the lime margaritas so far taste like um, a donkey's asshole mixed with some lime juice. Well, why do you know what that tastes um, like? What were you doing? You know, that's uh, that's a story for another time. Um, <laughs> we're not at that. That's it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a Patreon exclusive for that. That's that's a Patreon exclusive. Why I know what donkey's ass tastes like? Um, it was after a Taco Bell episode. Let's 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 go with that. Uh, oh, after, Jesus. Uh, the Mexican pizza. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, pizza, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's where they got. So the yeah, there's always, there's always one bad in the bunch. Yeah, so uh, in the winter pack, it was a black cordial or the cherry cordial, um, which was shocked by me because I thought the eggnog was going to take that one home. But no, the cherry cordial was just god-awful. Um, but this one, yeah, this so far, I mean, the last one is the watermelon mojito. Um, so I expect nothing out of that, no flavor whatsoever. Um, um, so this just one, picture the, the vomit emoji when you describe that. This is literally probably vomit would probably taste better. Than what I'm actually drinking right now, like your your worst vomiting episode probably tastes a lot better than this. But like, I'll tell you what tastes really good. Is. My new beer, the Bow or Bow Echo from Wise Acre, hazy IPA. Uh-huh. Wow, wow. Uh, the, my initial sip, I was very impressed. I mean, as it goes down, it's becoming more and more, uh, you know, just IPA. But it is, you know, in my like. It's mosaic, citra, denali, and centennial hops. But like the first initial like swig was like, ooh, that's really flavorful. And as and like the more I drink it, the more the beer, I guess, is settled. And I'm like, all right, it was not as good as the first first initial, you know, sip, but it's still not bad. That's a great hop level, though. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely got some of my favorites in there, but like I'm, I've been really into like the the what was it, uh, Motueka. I've been really like, I'm, I'm trying is, to find is, that. Is my, a lot my, my current favorite, yeah. Or like Sabro, I like. Um, what was it? Who does stuff like Abomination Brewing Company? Does a lot of stuff with all the different hops. I like to find them when I get a chance. But, there's there's a big push recently for a lot of breweries with like the um, the Australian and the New Zealand hops that are really coming yeah. in crazy. And they're phenomenal with what they're bringing to the table and the flavor profile. Um, so, yeah. So, you are a home brewer. We, we asked B a lot of questions about home brewing because um, he is our, our resident home brewer of the group. Yeah. Um, Most but of now it is he's still drinking his apple ale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, that my question was, um, <laughs> other than the update of, of the apple ale, uh, what were your thoughts? If I'm, I'm sure you, you try to drink some of it to help him out. But, like, uh, what got you into initially, like, you know, obviously you got into into craft beer, and obviously you want to take that extra step to to brew your own stuff. So, first, critique his apple ale, um, (laughs) and then then, um, go into, like, what got you into the home brewing, and then I'm sure uh, me and Jimmy Beggs have some... um, Homebrew questions for you. Sure. uh, So, I tried his apple ale. It was nice. It was good. <laughs> I like the inflection. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't my favorite homebrew beer, but I will say this. I've been homebrewing for more than 30 years now, 
And from my own perspective of things I've brewed, I've brewed a lot worse. All what right. he had go, is baby. palatable and it's drinkable. So it's not red. All right. No, it's not <laughs> any stretch. No, I mean, I. so the funny thing is going back to that, you know, what was my gateway beer? I got my start homebrewing 32 years ago because when I got married, my wife knew that I like Sam Adams. And so she got me a homebrew kit as our wedding present for me. And so I started brewing then because she's like, oh, you like this stuff. Here's an opportunity to kind of make your own. And I started and I brewed some really, really crappy beers because a lot of folks, when they start out, that's what they do. I mean, yeah, it's all, it's like anything with anything else. Yeah. And then um, I, uh, I actually, you know, brewed a little bit here and there. But then when my kids were born and they got older, I kind of slowed down brewing just because. It's more important to focus on them. And argumentative. <laughs> after moving up here to Columbus and my kids started getting into high school and beyond, I started brewing more and more here and my process got better and better. I, I had better equipment. I started brewing all grain instead of extract beers. And I would say that my last, I don't know, dozen batches or so and you know, we're probably talking dozen batches. We're probably talking the last four or five years of that. It's not like I brew all the time just because it's me and, and the thumb and our, our friend Josh and and that's it. And so I'm not going to pound through five gallons of beer in a particular right, thing. Yeah. But um, I've actually gotten pretty consistent with it and pretty good with it. And it's it's – it's not cheaper. You know, that was one of the arguments. Oh, you can homebrew cheaper and, and get good quality. No, 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 no. Yeah. My time is much more valuable than, you know, you might think. And it's like um, either you could order out or you can buy all the ingredients and cook it yourself. Well, right. you know what you're going to, you know what you're buying for the most part. And However, I, if you can do it yourself, there's a good possibility it's going to turn out like shit. Well, I'm a good cook, and I'm a I'm a good griller and smoker and all that other shit. But that takes a lot of time. You right. don't have to worry about that time. There's a, there's a value exchange there yeah. that's worth it. yeah, and that's that's got to be computed into the so the formula. Well, Travis, you know better than anyone as a chef. Well, like I I can make a a steak dinner at home, but I mean, if I go to a restaurant, a steak dinner is going to be better. Like you know what you're doing, yes. you know how to. Same thing with brewing beer, like. Yeah, we know how to brew great beer, but, I mean, you go to a brewery who knows how to do it, they're going to fucking do it better than you. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, because we, I mean, if you're talking about a re- yeah, I mean, it's basically you're talking about the restaurant compared to, you know, your home kitchen or right. a brewery compared to your home brewing. Obviously, the bells and whistles obviously are go to, obviously, the big And that doesn't mean all cooking at home isn't fun or brewing beer at home is No, yeah. Cool. We just, we have the tricks of the trade. We have the fun, the fun ingredients. We have, you know, all the, all the fancy stuff that, you guys don't um, when it comes to cooking at home. I mean, can you replicate it to a certain degree? Yes. My wife um, would much rather, and my kids actually would much rather have me grill a steak at home than go out and pay for it. Right. Oh, well, yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. So grilling, yeah. So grilling a steak at home on a grill is that this is where the the fine line now becomes because a, a good, a really good steakhouse is very, very, very hard to find. 
because a lot of people, even if they have a, you know, their steakhouse has been established for a while, can fuck it all up. Oh, yeah. um, a guy on his grill that knows his grill can easily outproduce a better product than any steakhouse, you know, locally or, or, or whatever. A man that knows, you know, or a man or a woman, let's just make this sure, uh, that knows, yeah, because uh, I, I know a lot. Well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I literally had a question myself there because I know a lot of, I know, I, I know a lot of um, yeah. barbecue uh, powerhouses and, and grill masters that are are, are female, um, and they can easily out out cook me uh, without a shadow of a doubt when it comes to cooking varieties of meat on a you know on grills or barbecues or whatever. Um, so I, yeah, I had to catch myself there for a hot second. But yeah, you know, knowing how to do it, if you have um, just the 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 bare, even if you have the, just the, the basic knowledge of cooking a steak, like you know how to cook your steak the way you like it, your family likes it, or whatever. Where a restaurant is just doing a a basic. Sort of. All right, you want your steak medium rare or medium, um, and that's as far as you go because anything above that is um, sacrilegious, and you should just not eat steak whatsoever. Um, uh, but you see, you know your own personal taste when you're doing obviously things at home. So you can actually make a better product than you would going out uh, to a restaurant. Yes, is it nice to go actually go to you know a fine dining restaurant or a steakhouse? Yes, of course, it's nice. Nope, someone yep, else is cooking you. Someone else is cooking you a meal. And obviously, there's there's time and and price uh kind of into that. But I mean, yeah, but it's like it's like w- why we all love hanging out around a grill. It's just one of those things that just like you know you're gonna you know put a slab of meat on a grill next to you, set things on fire, have some fun doing it. It's the restaurant. The restaurant restaurant is there to to, to pump you out yeah. and take your money. But I mean, there's a, there's a a better experience when you when you do it yourself, and you, you know you're, you're, there's a euphoric sense of accomplishment um, when you put on any any meal whatsoever, and it actually turns out the way you want it in your head. That can, a restaurant cannot duplicate. Um, I've already you know, told thing, my family yeah. that my love language is cooking great food for them. Nothing yeah. makes me feel better when my kids come back from college, and for my wife for Mother's Day or her birthday or whatever to either, you know, in the oven or on the grill, put something together. Like recently I I did some ribeyes last week or two weeks ago. And my, my youngest son, who's still at college, he's he's coming up for Memorial Day. And he's like, I want you to do those steaks again. I'm like, why? He goes, I want to be able to take the leftovers home and and make, you know, steak quesadillas out of them because they were so damn good. There's a nostalgic factor that you just really can't beat. So I mean that I mean, I can go on and on about the the glorious of of home cooking and cooking for your loved ones or your friends, your family, and everything else uh, outside of doing it in a restaurant, um, but just doing it at home where you you don't have the bells and whistles. Um, is it a little bit more difficult? Yes, but when you pull it off, it is like the greatest thing ever. You know that's why I think that's I mean, it also I love becomes the a for someone that you care about. Yeah, and it's like it's just like you know, especially like you know, um, obviously I'm in New York City. I got an apartment. I don't, I don't have a grill. Anytime I get to be around a grill, I'm gonna be the one that's cooking. Grab me some beers. I'm gonna go grill some tasty shit. Like, cause I don't get to do with that often. And it's like I know you're gonna enjoy whatever the hell I'm, I'm making. Um, I know I have the skills get whatever it is. Just like just give me give me whatever you want, 
and I'll slap it on the grill and you're you're good to go. You don't have to worry because I know you're when you once you take that one bite, you're, you're hooked and you're gonna want me to come back and make every single meal for you. But yeah, that's just one of those things. I really gotta finish this fucking thing. This is so god awful. You have sorry. <laughs> so while while you talk about God, I gotta finish that. I'll tell you what what I'm drinking, which is a Cuddle Buddy from uh, Drecker Brewing, which is a uh, oh, I love Drecker double IPA that is freaking delicious. It is oh, and sweet and full bodied and just all all around incredibly delicious. Can you get that locally by you? Is just that easy, recently, easy to get. Just started oh, just recently, oh, man. Yeah, we we fell in love. With Drecker um, over the pandemic because we were part of Tavor You'll make for a while. There, Travis. Well, they can't get yeah. Tavor anymore um, either, right? Like Tavor does. I can't. No, they 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 no longer deliver to my zip code okay. um, for whatever reason. You know, not like New York City's a, a big area where you know yeah. it's it's very we, small. We, we shit on Tavor oh. in the past, and Tavor, if you're listening, you yeah. know that you are. Get your shit together and deliver to New York City and Columbus, Ohio, uh, to amazing beer communities so like what are you doing yeah i dropped yeah, sure. money in in the past that i it, the money's just waiting to be spent yeah yeah, yeah no, like i literally i, I spent so <clears throat> much over the <throat> pandemic they literally sent me a t-shirt and i got to speak to the ceo well tell the ceo he's fucking up yeah i had that and no, so i i literally i literally asked him why they don't deliver to Columbus or Ohio anymore? Yeah, and it was your 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 whatever your state laws or whatever. Tax, it was some tax rules. Tax. That's what it was. It's not the tax. And they were like, it was. It's. <laughs> it'll it'll cost us more to fight it than it actually is to just just get rid of just add the freaking taxes to the cost yeah. of the beer here. That's, yeah. So I was like, I was like, I literally asked him. I was like, my buddy is in, you know, around the Columbus area, and you stopped delivering to him and he's you know he's kind of pissed about it and i was like you know why is that and then he gave the whole i guess whatever the taxes or, or whatever the case may be uh and i was like all right now now at least i have an excuse and then literally it was like a few months later there was like an issue and then i was like where's my beer and they were like yeah we no longer delivered to your zip code and i'm like well i just got a shipment but a month ago so how come there's an issue now and they were like yeah you know we changed vendors or the distribution and they don't want to deliver to your Anywhere. zip code. I'm like, but I, but yeah, I'm like, but I live in New York City. Like, it's kind of a you know a big place. And they're like, yeah, no, they they're just not gonna want to do it. Do you have another zip code? Do you have another address where we can ship your beer to? And at that time, you know, luckily I was like, well, my parents live you know in so and so, and I gave them their zip code. And I was like, all right, cool. But like, this is not sustainable because I literally order. I know hundreds, like hundreds it, of it, beer yeah, like, like a month, like you know, like hundreds and hundreds of dollars of beer a month. Yeah, and it's like that's not completely not sustainable. And it's like, I it's like it it sucks. It's like we fell in love with so many different breweries. It was like which was great because after a while we were able to get Listerman's. Yeah, um, just gonna say that you guys were able to get Listerman beer. Yeah, we were able to get Listerman's for like a but hot second, great. and I grabbed. And it was fantastic. And I was like, I need to hoard these fucking things because I'm not going to be able to get these anything anymore. And then I realized, well, I can't hoard them because they're going to turn to shit eventually. So I have to drink them. Um, but it sucks because obviously, B, I know you're you're a huge fan of Listerman's. Um, and actually, um, you've been you've been talking about them for a while. And it's like, all right, shit. Like, 
as soon as they popped up. Yeah, it was it was a little bit more expensive than I, I wanted to pay for it. But at the same time, it was like, I know I'm not getting my hands on this anytime soon. Um, unless I actually go and visit yeah, uh, the brewery. I guess it's um, hint, hint, hint. I guess. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and wink, wink. But yeah, it's just one of those things like, fuck. So, yeah, so we actually had, we dedicated uh, an episode to uh, the hatred of Tavor of why they stopped. Yeah, I heard that one. Yeah. So. What about you, Jimmy? Um, Are you thinking about Tavor at all? No. See, so look. he, no. So I, 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 so I uh, protested. <laughs> I immediately. In, yes. In, in, as a uh, blood. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you you said like fuck that. If they're not going to deliver to you, they're not going to deliver to me. So I'm just going to ignore them completely. Yeah, because like what, if, if they're not they delivering to New York City, they're not delivering to Long Island. So like, th- th- there's no point. And like, Craft Beer Kings was another one that we completely shit on for more or less just you know keep raising the price of their shipping due to weight. At least Tavor was fifteen dollars flat, which was um, brilliant, brilliant, which is yeah. great. Absolutely. I'm like, I don't mind. We're on, yeah. He posted already no paying a premium on the beer. So why not make it that, you know, $15 flat is fine. And that's, yeah. and that's what I told everyone. I go, listen, you're paying the same amount of money when you go to a bar for a pint of beer. What's the Easily. difference of it having it shipped to you versus having it there on draft? You know, you're still drinking the beer. Yeah. It might not be as smooth as you, you're having it on draft, but it's getting shipped to your house. You know, fifteen dollars yeah. is the tip for the night for, for your bartender, depending how cheap you are. Like, you know, depends. Right? <laughs> right yeah, could be it could be a good tip. Could exactly. be a bad tip. I don't know who I don't know the bartender. Beer is great. Fifteen dollars for oh what sixty beers? Yeah, maybe not yeah. so much. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. yeah. So we, we lost out on some tasty, some tasty uh, breweries like Eight Bit from Craft Beer Kings. That was that was the one that we oh, got, I loved Eight Bit too uh, from them a lot, which sucked because they definitely had some a lot, a lot of Mario Kart themed beers. Yeah. Um, we lost a lot on we lost a lot from from well Tevor also provided us with Adroit for a while, I know, but I got then, I got Adroit shipped direct from Virginia. I don't know so, if you yeah. guys can get it shipped yeah. direct, but you want to talk. A beer that, uh, or a brewery that basically kind of hits you. I would say I have not had a bad beer from them, even a Pilsner. And I really do not care for Pilsner beer. Lager beer at the same time, and you know, on the same note, it's very hit and miss with me. But they do a lot of like ten percent IPAs, and it's just that's what they do. And so now they, you, you brought it up. I have to throw it out there. I love Adroit Theory. I think they're phenomenal. I've, everything I've yeah. had from them, I have loved, no matter regardless of the yeah. style. Have you heard the latest outrage though? What's up? The box of murder beers. I was oh yeah, I saw it. that. I saw that. It was amazing. I, I almost wanted it, but like it, they they weren't shipping it, so I was like, I would still buy it though. Like, <laughs> I don't AC care. Beer? Yeah. yeah the, the Dahmer Pilsner. The- I would. I would. I would a thousand percent buy every single one of those. See, I, See I, would buy those, I would buy those too, but I understand why people are fucking pissed off at those. Oh, no, yeah, like, 100%. Sella owns beer. Like, yeah, of course, I'm going to be fucking fuck you. Like, yeah. These are people who like, have those, done all things. The serial killer beers, though, because, like, I was a criminal justice major. So, like, for that, that, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, you know, I want to drink that. And, like, I think that appeals to, like, a lot. Like, it's a niche market, but, like, 
I think cops would drink it. I think you know, like depending. Yeah, but, on but, group, but, but at the same time, you have really like podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, look at all the devil shit that's on beers. Like, look at Nightmare Alone as a variety of just like devils and demons uh, or whatever. It's like, a great, that's fine. I mean, People have no qualms about that, but it's a great marketing idea. But you got to be ready to. Do it's it. a little insensitive. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you got to you got to be ready to take it. Like, you right. can't make it. Yeah, let me ask though. Eleven beer and expect people to be like, okay, that's fine. Like, yeah, no, oh, yeah. All right. Let me ask though. Let me let me ask this question though. What's worse, the serial killer beers or the beer that had the label that was like the KKK uh, shroud? Oh, okay, the the uh, oh, uh, the, uh, the wrapped up beer that wrapped up beer. Uh, what was that called? That's, that's, a, that's a great, great, great point, Jimmy. Because, like, to me, that didn't matter, but for a lot of people, it did. So, like, they had to pull it off the shelves. But the, they're the sensitive ones that give a shit about stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so it, the actual actually, beer. it's on the equal playing field. Yeah. Like, look at the product. Look at the beer. Just look at it for what it is, and drink the beer. I agree. We should all look at the beer for what it is. But there's definitely a line for people that you will cross. Like. And a, and a thousand percent. Especially for the yeah, parents yeah. of the world. Well, to yes. be fair, if they made an Osama Bin Laden beer, I don't think I would drink it. Unless it was damn tasty. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, you would, would you? I mean, you, you would. would. Drink you it. definitely would. No, you would know. You wouldn't buy it. However, if it was presented to you, you would 100% drink it. I don't know. If they called I, the beer I, I don't, I don't and I had a picture of people d- jumping off the Empire State Building. Well, that's. Hours, um, I don't think I'd drink that. Yeah, that's 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 I think, but, but, but don't you point. think that's going a little bit? But there is a line, is what I'm saying. There's a line, but if it were yeah, there, there, yeah, yeah, there, there, yeah, see the label. That's what I'm yeah. saying. A blind, well, yeah, it's no better. I would drive here, yes. No. Yeah, that's that's there's that's it. There's a very fine line. line. That's what I'm saying. And this line may not be for you, and it's not for me. Like these uh, serial killer beers, it's not a line for me that I'm gonna draw a line in the sand. I wasn't a Dahmer victor, so it's okay. Victim, so it's okay. I'll try every one of these beers, but I understand why people are upset about it. Oh yeah, yes, hundred percent. But just just to finish out this this terrible. Array of shame and disgust. Well, about time. On your craft I'm waiting for the lull of, of, of the conversation for me to interject. So I'm a, I'm a halfway through this watermelon mojito that. The tears of sadness like, trail. <laughs> I mean. If there was an 11 um, beer, I would call it that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, you might offend the just, Native Americans with that one. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Seriously, just you know, trellis nine eleven. Uh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! I was spit all over my mic. And mic drop. It's just like I'm, you know, I'm just a podcast over. That's it. I didn't think that was nothing that else cool. needs to be said. <laughs> Yeah, nothing else. That's it. Th- oh, th- thanks for tuning in, and this is no longer a podcast. <laughs> and if you're now. offended, please email us at <laughs> send your emails to drunken thumb who doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, DM the drunken thumb on Instagram, and he'll gladly, he'll gladly um, answer you um, when he's drunk and belligerent. Uh, no, um, so yeah. So watermelon just tastes like watermelon juice, which is not too terrible. Um, it's still disgusting and full of disgust and shame. Um, <laughs> But nothing. I will. Anything so, so, will taste better after drinking that lime margarita. Walk of shame in drink form. 
Uh, no, the lime margarita was definitely you got to rank the four you had now. So let's rank them in four. Rank them in four. Okay, so tropical punch is one. Okay. <clears throat> the watermelon mojito would be number two because uh, there's at least some flavor of watermelon floating around. Strawberry daiquiri is three because there was just an essence of something um, in the air. And then obviously the lime margarita was the donkey's asshole. Um, so, yeah. So, so where uh, does do your not- one to four ranking there compare to other more even commercial general available everywhere beers like Bud and Coors and other stuff. Where would you fit that in? Not a problem. So um, I have Bud Light. I think I've maybe rated at a at a, at a point five on Untapped. I don't even know what I rated it. These don't actually get a rating. They're just so below the just they don't they don't deserve. So they're sub Bud Light. Oh, a thousand percent. Um, a little, like I have a bunch of like Bud Light we drink at football games because it's the cheapest thing there. I you know it's it's one of those things but that you, you learned, drink nonstop. You learned, yeah, at the Tampa Jets game yeah. to drink Guinness at MetLife Stadium. I did. Whoa, I did. There you go. I, I already that I did, uh, which is glorious. But yeah, I'm not. Uh, I had a, oh man, that's bad. Um, <laughs> so, are, are your listeners going to be proud of you for drinking this for them? No. They, 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 they'll, they'll eat it up. They will eat it up, especially when I have to do another review on um, Instagram or Patreon or whatever the fuck I do, where I have to retaste them all over again. For you have to do this pain. again. I have to do it all over. I have to do it all over again. When Travis um, is in pain, the listeners love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So you have no. Yeah. So I, I literally bought um, outside of the. So I, I, I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, I have to be. You know what? I, I love spicy shit. So I bought. So Fuego Box is a hot sauce com- uh, distribution company. They do a, what's called their chocolate challenge or choco challenge. So I bought their version three. So third year that they're doing it is basically um, Nestle's Crunch. Jimmy. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a Nestle's Crunch, but with like ghost peppers and crazy ass chilies. Wait, 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 wait. Nestle's like some of Crunch. Yeah, so their their Choco Challenge 3.0 is a crispy chocolate bar with chilies and pain and suffering. Last year, uh, me and Jimmy did uh, their 2.0, their White Lightning, which is a white chocolate with speckles of ghost peppers in it. It was delicious. Yeah, it, w- it was delicious. So I, I bought their after uh, this year's version. So I have that. Um, I'm going to do that soon. Blazing Foods is a company. Yeah. So Blazing Foods is a company that specializes in extremely spicy shit. So they have a thing called their Tube of Terror. So the first Tube of Terror is just peanuts. It is a good sized tube of, I would say, about 20 or so peanuts. And the the objection the object of the the game is basically eat the peanuts and try to survive. <laughs> it's you just you, all you have to do is just YouTube tube of terror and you will watch everyone cry and shame and cry for their mama. So you've done this um, yet or no? I have not done the tube of terror yet, um, but I did buy tube of terror two because it is their corn nuggets, uh, the corn nugs version like of the Tube of Terror. I tried their corn nugs version, which was very tasty, 
not overly spicy, full flavored, but this is their tube of terror version. Now I did their spicy cheese balls. It's six cheese balls. I call it the six cheese balls of death. You can see it on YouTube. You could probably see it on Patreon. Weren't they stale? Um, and I utterly, they were stale and I died. I literally died. So what, what, what they want you to do, I figured it was just, it was just six cheese balls. I figured I'll just plow through it. No big deal. Uh, I did it at like 10, 10 in the morning, whatever day I decided to do it on an empty stomach, which is probably the wrong idea to do it. So after I popped in the first, the first one, no big deal. Second one, then I realized I made a very, very bad decision. And then obviously I finished it out. Now, what they want you to do is after you finish the first six, after you finish the six, you just five minutes of just, you can't drink anything. You just got to sit there and wallow in pain and record yourself and, and do whatever. Um, when you watch the actually YouTube video or wherever I have it posted, you'll see like uh, the After Effect video. Now, the time I finished to the actual time I recorded that Aftermath video where I actually was able to talk and sit upright was about an hour and a half later. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I was literally wallowing in pain. I've never had so much like cramps and like just literally thought I was going to die pain. So, so the, um, the exit strategy was a challenge. Yes. A thousand and nine percent. But I'm the stupid asshole that was like, you know what? I'm going to do that again. And I bought more products for me to suffer and wallow in pain because you know what? That's which is what I do. Uh, but the but, you know, yeah, but I'll, I'll have a better game plan um, this time going in. Um, don't know when exactly I'll do the Blazing Food ones, just knowing full effect that I could be out for a good solid of the time. Um, so I have to make sure my wife is okay with taking care of the challenges or no? What's up? Jimmy, are you joining him on these challenges or no? Uh, uh, definitely on the chocolate. I don't the know about the rest. One, yeah, the it all depends what happens that day. Yeah, uh, the chocolate one, He yeah, we'll, we'll do it together. The other one, yes, it is made for one person. I did reach out to them. Is it one person or two? Um, I said it's at least two people, and I have a large variety of blazing food challenges. Well, um, but it's not, it's, it's not for the faint. It's, literally, it's not for the faint of heart. These things will put you down. I, I feel bad for your toilet. Oh, well, that's pretty much uh, yeah. I, yeah, that, that's plumbing. that's a given. <laughs> you, you know, the idea is you don't you don't really want to plan anything for your day. That's what I'm trying to get well, at. Uh, I wish you guys the best. If you're looking for a third yes. guy, keep looking. No, I, I know full fact that you're not. You're not. Uh, although I could just drop in one day. I'm like, we're gonna do this right here, hey, right if now. You do so it, here's the deal. If you do it at the Drunken Thumb House, I'll do it. How about you that? have to show up to do that, right. and I'll do it too. We'll have one ready. Done. All right, but you need. All right, I'm, all right. So, so this is all right. I have you on. Your voices are recorded. Yeah, I will bring a, a a spicy food challenge to that house. Uh, it's coming. It's got to be during the summer later. when we can jump in the pool afterwards. Oh yeah, you yes. got to cool off immediately. It's always oh, cool brutal. Off. Yeah, uh, I need this- milkshakes and so, yeah. help. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so yeah, so if 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 it's a spicy chip, I will buy four chips and we'll do it all together. Um. That Takio chip challenge. Okay. Uh, you have to come to Ohio, yeah. though. Like, that's the problem. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, just for, for that, I will, you know, other than, um, yeah, drunken buffoonery, we're going we're gonna to do that. Uh, so we're going to fit that in um, to our schedule. 
Uh, but yeah, let me, you guys, uh, Jim, go uh, figure out something to say. I'm going to go and uh, grab an actual beer to drink now. That oh, thank God. Now I thought I was going to be the only one other than, you know, the drunken thumb and the kilted man himself. Nope. I'm right back. Yeah, drink a real but, beer. Uh, I, did, <laughs> I did switch. I have another new one. It's from High Hops Brewery, Dr. Pat's Double IPA. Nice. Um, it's all, it's like dry hop citra. The initial uh, sip, once again, very flavorful, like really hit me in the face with the hops. And I was like, I like, I like where I'm going. So far, it's staying at that point. And oh, good. I like, I, I like that consistency. I mean, it is a double IPA. So I was, I was hoping it wouldn't mellow out, but you know, so you, everyone, everyone now and then you get one that mellows out. I mean, Dogfish Head, in my opinion, can mellow out from time to time, depending on the batch that you get. So, so it's funny that you bring that up. We were when we were out today, we were talking to a couple of individuals that mentioned the Dogfish One Hundred and Twenty, and they said if you, so you don't typically age IPAs because the hops disappear. Of course, yes. but but they were saying if you age the Dogfish One Hundred and Twenty. It turned into a. It was like a caramel, like caramely vanilla. Thing. Yeah. So the I mean, went I away, that and everything else popped forward. I mean, they were aging. I like that I'm intrigued. I'm willing to try. Um, they were, yeah, they were aging it about five years, though. So you gotta you gotta find one, put it in your cellar for five, five years. years. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, Travis. What do you think? man, what you got there, buddy? Which one? This is the works. What is it's it? Called the works. The works. The works. What is in the works? The works is a pastry stout with caramel, chocolate, vanilla, peanut butter, powdered sugar, nuts, sprinkles, and lactose. All right, give me the card. <laughs> can they cut diamonds? <laughs> yeah. After that beer, yes, they can. Oh yeah, there you go. So, I was yeah, I was looking through the fridge and I was like, look, there's a Lizardman. Sold. I didn't care what it was. Shout out Listerman's. Great beer. Great brewery. Listerman's one of our favorite breweries Ooh, in the state. You get right off the bat, you get that, that peanut butter note. All right. I'm just going to throw this out there to you idiots. So you probably aren't going to come. But we are going to do a Cincinnati beer tra- beer trail. What was the date again? Um, so we were originally, we're looking at like um, the 16th or so of, Ju- of July. Of July. 16th of July. We're going to Cincinnati. And we're going to tour as many breweries as our livers can handle. If you guys would like, it to was come. nine last year. Last year we did nine. Jesus Christ! I remember yeah. this story. <laughs> yes, we're doing it again. Fly into Columbus. We will drive you down to Cincinnati with us. You can enjoy all the breweries you, your liver can handle. And if you can't handle it, we'll leave you at the side of the road. That's and we'll laugh at you when because you can't, you know, hang with us. But yeah, the extension is given to the Foodies Never Say Die crew. Um, it would be a great content for the show. See, I think it would be wonderful <laughs> to, you know, do that, you know, fly in on Friday, do that on a Saturday, and then Sunday for recovery mode, as we drive home, we hit all the Columbus breweries on the way back to prove whether or not you hang with the big dogs here. The challenge has been thrown out. Um, throw some balls and respond. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I, I will. You know, I will see if, if you don't want your listeners to know your pussies, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I will. I will take that one because I. Uh, 
I do not have vacation time yet with the with work. I will take that one. Jimmy, I'm only kidding, of course. It's just a weekend. <laughs> Hold on, Jimmy. When I, I you- know, but like I, I, I work on Saturdays. I get a overtime. I get time and a half, and I need all that overtime that I can get right now. Jimmy, all right. We can cut this out. Remember, he's, he's, he's newly engaged. So he's right, all right. Cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> Jimmy, when is your wedding? Because I don't think I – you didn't invite we, me. We did not set a date yet. We did not set a okay. date. Yeah. When yeah. I do, you will know. Okay. I just want to make sure I was invited. Yes. And there, they may or may not be a, a impromptu bachelor party in the state of Ohio. Oh, hey, I'm sold. I'm, I'm, in tar- I'm in charge. So um, that may that may or may not happen. Yeah. By may or may not, I mean it definitely will happen um, as soon as he sets the date. Um, I, I will just say Ohio will impress you with its uh, bachelor party ability to um, I mean, to take you on a journey. If you're looking for crab I mean, beer tasting. Euphoria, yeah, I would, I would go with that. Yeah, we're you know, but I'll fly him out there. We're gonna get you know fish chicken. Oh, that's a word for it. That's a good word. Mel Brooks said it best. So, all right, Travis, how is that list of in beer? Give us a review of it. It has to be Oh this is so this this is so fantastic. I mean, not 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 to say that the Bud Light Celtics were not top notch (laughs) product, but. Dude, you, 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 you mean to tell me they sucked? <laughs> Why? Wow. I literally went from yes. I never would have guessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I literally went from the worst, the, the <clears throat> both ends of the spectrum yeah. in, in one fell swoop. Well, the, um, the awesome thing is uh, the Thumb and I last week were at a, um, a beer fest called 6-1 Pour, and Listerman was there, and we got to spend a lot of time talking to them about the magic that they produce, which is just totally incredible. So you're just, you know, you're sipping on the magic teat. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, um, the, 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 uh, the few beers that I've actually – yeah, no, the few beers that I was actually was able to grab um, from Tavor, from Listerman's, um, it was it was the Rick and Morty's beer. Yeah, uh, it was. The Smarties and double Smarties, so they were they were fantastic. So I already, I already, I already had some experience um, leading into to Listerman's, obviously because of uh, B's rave reviews. So it was like as soon as I was able to get them, uh, definitely was. Outside of the fact that I was a fan of Rick and Morty, now the works here um, is just stupidly delicious. All right, it's at a ten percent ABV, which you don't taste a single nope. drop. Yep. Of booziness whatsoever. All sweet. This this is this this. So uh, it's a pastry stout, but it it tastes it has more of that. I mean, there's chocolate and peanut butter and nuts and lactose and fucking everything under the sun. Hence the works uh, title. Um, the aroma straight off the bat, you get that nut that peanut butter uh, aroma. As it smooths out, you get that creamy a good creaminess to it. Um, you know, like reminiscent of a good peanut butter, and then a nice smooth like milk chocolate like floats around. But then, it, as it dissipates a little bit, the the milk chocolate turns into a bit of dark chocolate. Ooh. So there's a bitterness to it, um, which is which I find fantastic because it keeps me wanting to go back more and more. So it's like. A, you know, I'm tasting. It's like, all right, I got that. that the notes in the front. I'm like, oh, this is delicious. It's sweet. You know, it's it's nice. It's it's well balanced. And then it's like, oh, there's a slight bitterness to it, but it's a stout. So it's like your brain is trying to figure out where it wants to go to. 
and everything you know it's like and it's like well what's ten percent so what where's where's the booze you're trying to find the booze yeah, and the then booze trying to figure weird. out yeah and so over I mean I never had a bad listerman let's let's put it that way um but this, we might this one is very a trip if you come out this way yeah oh no that's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely um that's on the list on the list that's a demand yeah but the fact that it's ten percent and I'm like I'm looking for it is the best thing of this entire beer. I mean, you're so you're you're, you're drinking beer right now. It's around what ten ten two you said. Um, yeah, the um, the blend, the barrel, yeah, yeah. It was ten two. That's like ten ten two, yeah. right? And is it is it slightly boozy, somewhat boozy? Like well, how like you said it was blend forward, right? It's the one aged in blends, so you taste blends right. first, and then you have that chocolate. Uh, filling at the end. So yeah, it's. I right. mean, yeah. If you, if you think, yeah, it's a little boozy. I mean, you're drinking bourbon. Yeah, I mean, I don't right. think you'll like this beer if you don't like bourbon. You gotta like. Right, and I and I love bites and so. But yeah. yeah, so this is um a non boozy ten percent nutter butter. Oh, fantastic! Go. I, I mean, kind of like that. That's 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 like as I'm sitting here and I'm like that literally tastes like a nutter butter. Um, and the more I want, the more I drink it, the more I want of it. Well, and the crazy thing about Listerman is they'll go from that extreme to a sour that tastes like Gatorade called yeah. Haterade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you drink their pride beer that we had a couple of years ago that was some crazy, like, out of, it's like, what the hell are you drinking? What does this taste like? It's like, oh my God, it's crazy. But the brewers there are remarkable with what they can produce. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to the visit. Um, I would say probably from a year from now. Um, winter time is definitely a no-go. Um, traveling too much. Um, so I, definitely, I, I definitely can't make it out. Well, I mean, I'm in Portugal and then uh, – Portugal? Uh, probably in, in, in Jacksonville, right, B, uh, for the giant game it looks like. Yeah, that's October, right, Jacksonville? Yeah, so that's 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 basically my my time for the year. Um, Jesus Christ! So I have my my time resets in January, so I won't have any time yet to build up uh, to travel around. So a year a year is a safe bet where I can have enough time to be a drunken belligerent um, with well, with you, fine fellows. The uh, the gauntlet has been thrown, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think we should do our uh, Columbus trip. And if you guys want to come to our Cincinnati tour, you should do that as well. Those are two separate trips because Cincinnati and Columbus are two hours away. But you will have many tasty beverages along those trips. So I think along the way, along the way. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I actually was reading, though. In, in, well, according to Apple News, let's, let's put it that way, how true this is or not, they were rating the best beer festivals in a given state. All right, go ahead. Um, in Ohio, it is um, in Cleveland. It's called the Beer Slam or Beer. Hold on. I had it, and fucking my phone decided to turn off. <coughs> I can bring this shit up. No, if you're taking this amount of time, it's fake news. 
Uh-huh. And that's probably what it is. Um, but I was just curious if you ever even, even even heard of it. I'm just actually gonna fucking instead of me looking on my phone, I'm just gonna type this shit out. <laughs> so, that, so there are a couple of different beer festivals that they do up in yeah. Cleveland. They've got a couple they do in Cincinnati, a couple here in Columbus. The the big ones here locally, I, I would say the the summer and winter beer fests are always good here. Um, they do a great job. We just went last weekend to what's called Six One Pour. So. Columbus area code is 614. So part of Columbus Beer Week, which coincides with the National Craft Beer Week, is the 6-1 Pour Beer, um, the the Beer Fest, which was at the COSI, Columbus um, uh, Science and Industry Museum, which was brilliant. And they had all Ohio breweries in there, all across the first floor. And it was extremely well done. I can't speak yeah. to Cleveland because we, to the one you referred to up there because we didn't go to it. I would hold so, six one pour up to anything. Nice. Um, yeah, just sorry to interrupt. Uh, it is called the Grand Slam Beer Fest. It is um, set to return to Progressive Field um, July 9th. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. <laughs> We I don't know how true it is, but uh, apparently that's based a on big who? beer festival. For- I'll just say this: we've yeah, been to so- a few beer fests in Cleveland. We've been to a few beer fests in uh, Columbus. We've been to a few beer fests in Cincinnati. If you're doing an Ohio beer fest, you're pretty much going to get the same uh, flavor, flavor of taste, flavor of beers. So if you go flavor to a beer flavor. fest in Cleveland, you're probably going to get the Columbus Columbus beers too. If you go to a beer fest in Columbus, you'll get the Cleveland flavor as well. So to me, I'm going to go to the Columbus one because that's ten minutes from my house, right? And right. they have uh, pretty much the same offering that you would get at the Cleveland one, at the uh, Cincinnati one. So if the Cleveland one is ranked top one in the country, by my statement of drunkenness that I just spewed out to you, that would make the Columbus <laughs> one right up there in the top five. Which means you should come to the Columbus one where you don't have to pay for a hotel and just crash at my house. So. There you go. Uh, statement sold, and uh, back to you. <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> well, I would like well to said. take this time to uh, plug these Will Spoon Guinness Stout marshmallows that I got Say as a what? gift. Yes, Guinness marshmallows. They Whittle would be spoon. great. I'm, I'm I'm sure they will. They're fantastic by themselves. And my God. I mean, you got a little bit of like it looks like nuts. I mean, I've I've eaten a few of them, and I, I just really just kind of you know just go for it, and I taste the you know I taste the Guinness, and you have the crunch from the nuts, and there's a little bit of chocolate on top. Oh my god, the crunch from the Sweet nuts, Jesus. crunch from the nuts. I you know that those, those nuts are coming. I'm, out, I'm, I'm just I'm just setting it myself up tonight, you know, just for all of it. You know. <laughs> All right. At least okay. you're calling me out on it. Like I would be very upset if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Own up to it, True. Jimmy. Own up to it, baby. I mean, yeah, I will. Which, you know, that's some low hanging fruit there. We're just gonna, you know, let you know that's there and proper. I mean, the man does wear a kilt after all. So if he knows anything about, you know, not just flapping in the breeze, comfort, like, baby. Feeling the breeze <laughs> between my knees. <laughs> So we have stated this before, and I know Jimmy has asked. Um, the visit to the eventual visit, um, kilts needed, not needed, 
If we don't have one, how do we procure one? So there are many places you can get one. Obviously, there's I mean, there's tons of locations out there where you can get it online. Um, my personal suggestion is a company called utkilts.com. And it's spelled just like it sounds, utkilts.com. They're out of um, Utah. But they have some great kilts off the shelf, very quick, very easily available. They'll send it out. Just make sure you are measuring yourself per the instructions, which is at the belly button, not at the hip. It's not your pant size. But um, I can only highly recommend that you wear it. And if you haven't worn them before, once you put them on, you will never go back because – the, the sense of freedom that is associated with that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I can only try to encourage others to get there. Now, I was, um, I'm not the only one to encourage your friend B to go that route, but I'm one of a couple that have encouraged him. He has joined the group, and we run in them. We go beer drinking in them, and he has no complaints. I will ask him. I will say this. I mean, hopefully my wife is not listening to this portion of the podcast. But every time, every time I pretend, every time I put on my kilt, I pretend not to know how it goes on. So she uh, gets down low and pretends and puts it on for me, and it usually ends up with some hanky panky. I'll just throw that out there. Um, it usually ends up in a nice, a, a nice uh, afternoon. So just pretend you don't know how to put them on. And, and that works out great. But otherwise, once it's on, it's, it's still a great drinking uniform. It's very easy to go to the bathroom when you're in a kilt. It's very easy. To, uh, sure, Obviously. But you have a tendency, like uh, most of our friends growing up, to just get, you know, naked when you get to a certain well, drunken Josh, point. So you remember the high school when we used to do the drunken walk as we walked down to get home and yes. skiing as we went? It's much, yes, easier, much easier in a kilt. Uh, oh. That was that was the forty C days. Man. Exactly, those are. Uh, I, I I literally looked the other day, um, if uh, the concrete still had uh, the forty C logo in it near Five Guys, um, and it, it's faintly still there. It's still there. It's, it's, it's still faintly there. Um, it's it's barely visible. Um, but so after I was looking for it, but I was able to find but it. Dude, that's um, but the forty. That's twenty years ago. So the fact that it's even yes. faintly there is pretty awesome. It's faintly there. Um, yes, I was like, I was walking by there. I don't know, X amount of uh, months ago. I was like, you know what? Is forty C still like floating around here? And I was like, you know what? I gotta go look. And I was like, you still can sort of like make out the outline. Of it, yeah. um, the only. But I was actually looking for it. But if you're not looking for it, you wouldn't even notice. No. But 40C still does exist, um, yeah. in all of its drunken glory. <laughs> Imagine that. We should take a picture next to that. Uh, we got. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, it's still there next time we float around. But yes. Uh, but for those that are wondering, uh, wondering what the hell we're talking about, um, back in the day. Our old drinking crew was called the 40C. We were the 40 drinking crew. Um, and we caused mayhem and mischief everywhere we went. Hence the 4D and the C. Are we up to yeah, final right. thoughts or are we still going? 
Uh, no, we we we'll, we'll do final thoughts. Uh, we're hour and a half in. I think we we can wrap uh, this episode. Or ninety minutes of rambling. Final thoughts is probably a good are idea. Are we splitting this in the two, or we're doing? It's a, a good half hour. No, this is, this is this is one. This is one solid episode. Hour and a half is depending on how long. Well, all right, so probably two. <laughs> Literally, we're just about to say how long final thoughts goes. Yeah, final thoughts um, long. But that could be long. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I might I might just leave this as one. Yeah. Um. But, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, let's go into final thoughts. Um, I was going to start off with Jimmy Bag of Donuts, but he's currently not on camera. There he, oh, there he is. There he is. Um, so final thoughts, Jimmy Bags. Take it away. Final thoughts. Well, I'd like to thank Keith for coming on. It's very great to actually see the kilted man. You know, via laptop screen, it's not necessarily in person, but one could make that argument. It will happen sooner rather than later. I concur. And not everybody likes to use the word concur, but I like to use that word. Do you concur? It's a solid word. <laughs> I concur. Uh, no, great to see everybody. Uh, happy to land an episode, uh, especially uh, the week before Memorial Day weekend. It's been quite a while. Um, Definitely excited to eventually make it to Columbus and check out the beer scene. Um, is one of the uh, food crews, craft beer drinkers, and former, former, I have to stress former, seller of beer. I have to say, like, you know, it's it just, it's definitely something that I'm excited to see and excited to see how that entire community works all together as one. On to you guys. All right. Well, well said, good sir. Um, drunken thumb, B, as it were. Uh, final thoughts. Okay, so final thoughts. It was great seeing everybody. It's been a while since we had a good drunken conversation. But my final thoughts are going to say, if we haven't talked enough about how great the Columbus beer scene is, if we haven't raised it above, the, uh, the Denver beer scene, the Portland beer scene, the New York City beer scene. If we haven't done what we can do to get you assholes to come visit yet, I don't think it will happen. Uh, if you're listening to this, write a comment down and tell them how much they're assholes for not coming to the Columbus beer scene. They have been invited multiple times. We invited them to Columbus. We invited them to Cincinnati. Hell, we invited them to Cleveland. That's three cities. Not one, Not one response yet. Those invites are out there. Travis, Jimmy, the, the floor is up to you. Uh, respond or uh, feel the wrath of the thumb, I guess. I don't know. But, but yeah, that's that. <laughs> the thumb, feel the wrath of the thumb. Love it. All right. Um, Keith, our special guest, the Kilted Man himself. Your final thoughts, good buddy. Well, um, first I would like to say <clears throat> thank you to everybody involved for bringing me on this podcast I've listened to it for many, many months and have enjoyed everything I've heard. Um, I've actually been driving on long trips and heard conversations about everything from Batman to, you know, whomever, and have wanted to comment back to you. It's like, no, that's wrong, or yes, that's right, and I agree with you. So to, to have the opportunity we can get into that. to participate... I mean. <laughs> And, and speak to you guys and 
and meet you face to screen is awesome. I look forward to the chance when they have the opportunity to meet in person. Um, first round is on me. And all I can say is cheers, everybody. Johnny is right. The, the drunken thumb is on the spot when he talks about the Ohio beer scene, the Columbus beer scene. It is more than you could possibly imagine when you think of just, oh, it's Ohio. There's so much going for you here. Not just beer, which is incredible. Not just bourbon and other distilled beverages, which are incredible. The food scene is amazing. There's a lot going for us in here in Columbus, Ohio. Don't take the fact that it's, oh, it's just Ohio to lead you wrong. Take the time, come visit, say hi, reach out, Kilted Beer Reviews, Drunken Thumb. We would love to meet up with you. And obviously, um, we've got Jimmy and Travis here. Y'all better get your ass out here. Just saying, boys. (laughs) Y'all better get your ass out here. Cheers. Cheers. Fair enough. Uh, True words probably could not have been better than spoken. Um, So, yes, this is uh, your one and only Drunkleberry. And here's my final thoughts. Um, you had a great conversation, obviously, with uh, with Keith, the kilted man himself. Um, it's been a long time coming, and we're definitely glad to have him uh, be a part of our, our episode here tonight. Um, hopefully, we'll, we can get him back on um, as the podcast grows. Uh, actually, having a, another viewpoint, um, as far as beer is concerned, maybe to counteract what uh, B says. You never know. Uh, they might have a disagreement uh, on on whatever, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's always good to have uh, m- more family, more fun um, joining in on, on the wackiness that uh, we have here at Foodies Never Say Die. I know it's been it's been a while since uh, we have actually had a actual episode. Um, you know, we've been, are you saying this you know, is an actual and, and you know an actual episode? I mean, we've had um, the box of dough. We've had um, talks with Brewster. Uh, our schedules have been crazy. Obviously, life has been crazy. Um, so we're just glad um, all of you listening that you've been sticking with us um, throughout this time. And we, you know, we're back. We're we, we are back. We're definitely going to pump out some more episodes. Um, our Patreon is going to be lighting up with some new content. We we've hinted on it a little bit before. Jimmy Bag says some stuff. I have some spicy challenge stuff um, that's going on. I know talks with Brewster has uh, some stuff that he wants to drop down. And I'm sure uh, Maximus, it's all about the texture himself, has some stuff that he wants to lay down, whether it's food or recipes or or, or, or what have you. Um, so with that being said, thank you very much uh, for listening in. Please comment, um, DM, whatever the case may be. Tell us how much you want us to go <laughs> and visit these two knuckleheads. I'm already uh, on they YouTube. They keep telling us. Yeah. You know, oh, we're, we're planning on it, uh, but we we want to hear from you. Tell us, tell us the spots you want to go. Obviously, they have the the, the beer side um, covered, um, but maybe they don't. We 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 don't know. We have their opinion, but you know, let's let's give out uh, your opinion. Write write it down. Email us. Text us. Whatever, whatever the case may be. DM us. Fucking send a postcard. Smoke signals. Whatever the hell. Whatever form Pony of communication Express. you have. Yeah. Pony Express. Send it out. Um, <laughs> You know, the more the better. Thanks, Mr. The Kid. Um, <laughs> thanks, Mr. The Kid. Yeah. 
Well, nice call out, Jimmy. Nice. Uh, but, um, yeah. Uh, so thanks for tuning in. Um, on behalf of all of us here at Food Is Never Say Die, Jimmy Bag of Donuts, um, the Drunken Thumb, <clears throat> the Brewster Cogburn who could not make it because of, of family issues, and we should not hold that against them, but we probably will. Uh, uh, Maximus Texture is told about the texture who wish he could be here, but he's out doing some you know vacationy stuff. Uh, our good friends at the Neapolitan Podcast, and obviously our special guest Keith Kilted Beer Review Man himself. Please check him out and all good stuff on Instagram. Kilted Beer, Kilted Man Beer. I mean, he's done reviews he's on Instagram. Follow us. You follow him. Um, this ten percent is finally. Um, Making its way around, thankfully, in my palate and getting rid of the Bud Light Seltzer shame and disgust that I had to go walk through. With that being said, have a good night, and we will see you next time. Cheers!